This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye, hello, let me make myself large, as the actress said to the Archbishop, there we go, and that kind of does set the tone for the show tonight, I'll tell you, I think Ant's been drinking. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die, thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening via your favourite podcast platform, you are all welcome, please do join in the chat. Uh, but obviously keep it clean and respectful. And if you spam or do anything stupid or pretend you're the people, we just ban you. It takes me two minutes, not even that. It takes me about about 30 seconds and it takes you five minutes to mess about. So, you know, bring it on. That's what I say. Uh, if you're watching live, like I say, feel free to join in uh, and add your comments in the stream. 
Uh, if you're watching us on Catch Up, then add your descriptions below uh, on YouTube. Uh, we're still interested to see them. Well, I am. And you can also follow us on all our socials, which you can see below there, all of them, uh, either as LTID TV or as Lest This Lie Die, through a few older ones that I can't actually change. Um, we've got a new manager. We have. I'm going to have a look at your comments soon, but... What do you think? Well, let's see what he's had to say, shall we? Well, what we'll do is we'll press play. I consider Leicester Club as a big club. At the beginning, the target is to, to play in the better way we can. We can build day by day our idea, our philosophy. Welcome to the club then, Enzo. How excited are you to be named the new Leicester City manager? Uh, first of all, thanks. And yeah, very excited uh, because because of the club and because we have a big season ahead of us. What are your immediate aims with Leicester City? Well, first of all, to try to, to, to do our football. And uh, I think at the beginning, the target is to, uh, to play in the better way we can. And then since that, we can we can build day by day uh, our idea our philosophy and the most important thing try to win games how excited are you by this project as well because the foundations really seem there to, to for someone like yourself to come in and, and be successful yeah absolutely i consider leicester club as a big club premier premier league club but uh, the reality in this moment says that we are championship club so we need to uh, to have all the players with the same mentality, thinking that uh, we are in the championship. So we need to change uh, something. And, and then from there, as I said, to build something, uh, something important. Always, I mean, he's saying the right things. Um, so we should be sort of um, grateful for that. But... They're never going to come along and say, do you know what? I've been, I want to get into management and sort of Barcelona weren't knocking on my door and whatever. So unless they came along, they're never actually going to say that, are they? Um, so I suppose you, you take it take it with a pinch of salt. Um, but um, I'm not sure. I've just got to actually, I, I've just seen this has just come up on Sky News. Um <laughs> Indeed, breaking news from Fabrizio Romano, uh, apparently David Raya has said, I have ambitions to make the next step in my career. I want to try to win titles and to compete in Europe. Personal terms agreed with Tottenham. <laughs> I mean, it's a contradiction of statements, if ever I heard. <laughs> Gentlemen, I mean, come on. Wanting to win things and compete in Europe when you're joining Tottenham. Ant, Jack, good evening. Hello, hello. It's, 
it's slight though. You you know what you just said about a new manager coming in and it's not going to say, well, I didn't have any other offers. David yeah. Ray is hardly going to go to Tottenham and say, like, well, I know I'm not going to win anything here, but I'm getting a decent pay rise and I yeah. can stay in London. So he's saying what he has to say, but... Don't piss on my parade. I just like taking the piss out of Spurs. You know? <laughs> it's, almost, it's like you could have word said so much more. It's almost, you know, like what someone would say if they're trying to take the piss out of Tottenham of, oh, I'm going to go there and win trophies year after year after year. Yes. And it's like... Yes. Why not just say that you're looking forward to a step up in your career and you're looking forward to playing European yeah. football? Yes. He surely knows the jokes about Tottenham winning absolutely nothing. Indeed. Can I just say, if anybody is tuning in, we're going to go through some comments in a second. You are not watching a cookery programme. I know so you look at Anton Jack and it's like after and before, but it's not actually Jack. You're looking very pale so compared to um, the Red Hog. Bloody looking next to you. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I just, I just hope Ant's got plenty of after sun because I think he's going to need it. Ah, at that. I think oh. I'll be wanting to, to like bring him in. Yes. Well, can I say as well that black thing around his neck isn't a necklace. It's just what separates his head from his shirt. So just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> one stops and the other one starts. Uh, let's just have a look at a few comments and then we'll get uh, chatting. Uh, Blue Fox is in. Hi, how are you? Uh, John Thornton. Hi, John. How you doing? Terry, good evening. Uh, he He's in. How are you, sir? Chris Welsh, 50-50 appointment. We will come on. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, John said it's worth the risk. Uh, Paul says afternoon from Sheffield. Afternoon, mate. If you're in Sheffield, mate, you've got our sympathies. That's all we're saying. Um, and that wasn't me. That was that was Ant earlier, by the way. Um, good evening, everyone. Gray is in. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the appointment. It's a brand new chapter in our history and a bold and brave decision to be made by the club. Static's in. Good evening. How are you, Static? Uh, told you, bro. Mike is in. Evening, Mike. How are you, <coughs> Wales? Um, the appointment is so exciting and really looking forward to what Enzo can do. Uh, brilliant, mate. Yeah, like, Sarah, subscribe. Thanks very much, mate. And of course, to these two guys as well Ants Leicester fan channel and the final whistle, which is Jack. Uh, both of the links are in the description below, uh, for you to click on and follow. Two more great Leicester channels. Uh, Johnny, good evening. Johnny, good evening to you as well, Highfields. Um, I just sold my car to Enzo McCosk and now he's going to take us for an Enzo Foxes. And we went, blah. I'm not going to sing it. Um, I like what this guy is saying. Like we said, I think we all, we all do at the moment, but he's not going to say much different. Time will tell. Uh, Marquesa, wow, I never expected that. He was a fantastic player for Sevilla in the past. Um, more than happy. Uh, Spurs forever funny. All laughing at that. Who's joining Spurs? And Rowan Tree, good evening, sir, and thank you very much for becoming a member. Uh, it is very much appreciated. Scott is in. Good evening, Scott. Um, please hit like and subscribe channel again. Thank you very much. Uh, anyone has to be better than Scott. Interesting, Parker, surely. You don't mean the man from CNA, do you? Look, um, I'm going to be honest here. Not my first choice. My, my reservations is basically... 
what experience has he got in this league? So he, he certainly wasn't my first or second choice, but he was certainly a long way off my my bottom of my list where you got, you know, your Parkers and your Gerrards. Um, but I'm excited. That's the thing. It's created an excitement and made me kind of like a little bit more interested, if that's possible. Al, would you agree with that? Yeah, and can I just say something about uh, being the most, like, you're saying about experience in this league. Mm. Like, you look at the previous sort of four or five winners of the championship, how many of them had actually had much experience in the league? A lot of them, they came in and it was their first season in the championship. Your likes of company. And the ones, the one that worries me was Scott Parker, because I thought, well, Scott Parker and Steven Gerrard, just, it felt like we were just going to get a B-Tech Rogers then, if that was going to carry on. Like with with Enzo, it feels like it's it's a risk, but it's a risk worth taking, and a risk that I think is a total reset, which was massively needed. So, like you look at his time at Parma, it didn't go well. Well, but he got given fourteen games. I think we need to be patient with him. We need to give him time. He needs to be backed. But I'm I'm excited, and it's nice to have a bit of positivity back because for the last year it has felt like a real chore sort of watching Leicester play. It's nice to have a bit of a good feeling back. I mean, Jack, it is It is like Ant said, it's a total and utter reset. Uh, but again, you've got to be excited, haven't you? Yeah. This one brings optimism, Chris. Um, you know, um, he's learned from one of the best managers in Europe, if not the best, in Guardiola. So he's learned a lot from him. Hopefully he'll bring quite a lot of the things that he's learned from Pep over to Leicester. Um, not saying we're going to be bloody prime man city in the championship, but, you know, I think he'll bring his own game. He, he talked a good game yesterday. He wants the players to have the right mentality. And if you're not going to have the right mentality, then I feel that you're not deserving to be at this football club. He wants to see players who have real character, real fight and passion. And that's something that he showed yesterday in his interview. And I think that this one's exciting. Um, he's a treble winner with Man City. He had a good career at Sevilla um, as a player, Juventus as well. So he knows how to win trophies. Um, it was a rebuild that was much needed. Um, to be fair, the reset button needed to start because if we didn't reset it, then we could have been further down the trap. You know what I mean? But yeah, this one brings optimism. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see the Maresca era begin, Chris. Yeah, but oh, I forgot my question now. And I mean, it reminds me this very much of the season we went down to um, the League One. You know, we brought Pearson in, and again, wasn't very successful because he'd only just kept Southampton up, and then they they sort of sacked him. We've gone for a manager who wasn't out of work, so that first of all says something good about him. And you know, I'm just looking at some of the points that were raised. One of those is you're not Premier League players anymore. But how many Premier League players are we going to have left? Because they're all leaving. So it is almost like with Burnley when company came in, a total reset. Because we're going to be bringing new players in. We're going to bring you, hopefully bringing youth players through. So it is literally almost, to use, you know, obviously, you know, as a school teacher, it's a, it's a clear board, isn't it? It is. And I'll say something that, excites me about this is I think if we stayed in the Premier League a lot of the players like Castagne would be staying. Mm -hmm. Castagne's comments of like 
over the last week or so of sort of a total lack of self-awareness of the situation we're in have made me want him to players like him to move on. And I, I know we said that Enzo said the bare minimum of what you would expect a new manager to say. The fact instantly he was challenging the mentality of last year before he's even got his feet under the table. It seems like he's going to be absolutely no BS and no nonsense, mm. which is what we need because for far too long, far too many of these players have been too comfortable and too sort of... They've been given a free hit to put in disaster after disaster of performance and then sort of be no repercussions for it. What I'm hoping for Menzo is the fact that these players will have to perform or they won't be playing. Yeah. Uh, can I just say we've got some uh, mobs in. Um, can you just check Brixton that was just in? I've just banned him. Last night we had um, ZZ or ZZ in and he was pissing about with different uh, channels and different pictures and using mine and Brad's and what have you. Just to say, you can, as mods, click onto the person. Uh, it should then give you an option to go to their channel. Uh, and so like with Brixton, I've just done that. And you can see if you go on the um, uh, About uh, heading on his channel it says stats and it says when he joined which was today uh, if you find any of them you have got my total permission to just ban them no doubt i'll be back in five minutes uh the clue was there was watching your show last night what was going on like yeah that was what he was sort of saying last night all the time so uh mods feel free to do that and feel free to kick anybody's ass out because they're little children and have got out better to do obviously the mums run out of money to play fifa um, getting back to the, the important stuff though, Jack, it is, it is a case of this clear board, hasn't it? Because, you know, people want to go, they can go. I mean, if Castagna goes, you know, my feelings, I wouldn't stand in his way. He hasn't impressed me at all. Um, but it is, it is a clean sheet of paper, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we needed. We really needed needed that. We need this big rebuild. We need to get this big bloody wage bill down, Chris, which was the highest wage bill to ever come down to the championship. And uh, a lot of players are obviously expected to leave. Madison, Barnes, Castagno. You know, the list goes on. You could say NDD, well, fast players like that who could be leaving this summer. Um, but I think with Enzo, he wants to bring that ruthless side to Leicester City, Chris. And how many times have we wanted the team to battle and fight and show that ruthless aggression and that he's that sort of manager is the typical italian manager who wants to show that aggression and leicester have we've been too soft haven't we chris with challenges and yeah. not getting stuck in we don't fight enough and that's something that he's going to bring to the club and i think that's something we really need in the championship that fight that that all ruined. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to win games, and that's something that you won't really hear from Brendan Rodgers, would you? It's just like you know, it don't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> we'll play the same plan B and plan A. Yeah. You know, this guy's got a plan B, I reckon. And uh, yeah, like I say, he's got a lot. He's got a lot to do at Leicester. He's got a big rebuild to start in the transfer window before the season starts. But I feel with the club, Chris, they need to allow him to. Have his say. He's, he's got to be the one who says who he wants to bring in and stuff like that. The club have got to like stay out his business, in it. If he's going to succeed at Leicester City, the club have just got to allow him to get on with it. Don't sit there and be 
Desi, mate, it's like he was with Brendan and when things are going wrong, like, you know what I mean? You've just got to allow him to get it. Be patient with him and I think he'll produce the goods. Yeah, um, but having said that, Ant, will he be allowed to choose his players? I mean, we let Brendan choose his players, didn't we? Or will it be a case of working in conjunction with the likes of Martin Glover? Uh, this is where I'm going to disagree with Jack. I don't think any manager should be given free reign to give to bring in the players that they want. But as you say, Chris, he should be working in conjunction with Martin Glover. Like he should be allowed to sort of say the, and the identify the type of players he wants, but he should never have that final say on players. You look at Vestergaard, you look at Bertram. That's where it went down south for. Um, that's when it went south for um, Brendan when he started to be allowed to look, bring in his own players. You even look with Ranieri, that's where a lot of the problems started. He was allowed to bring in players that the scouts didn't want. You look, Slomani was a, a Ranieri signing and there's countless examples but when you go against what built the success in the first place, that's when you start to struggle. But where I do agree with Jack is he should be backed. He should be, like, if he wants us, like, as a hypothetical, he wants a ball playing centre-back but's uh, good in the air, then he should be given that profile of player. But he shouldn't be allowed to say, I just want, I want this player, then the club then the club have to go and get him. Yeah. He should be working in conjunction with Martin Glover. Indeed. Um, Seagrave won't be a holiday home for new recruits, uh, Jack. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope it's not going to be a bloody hospital. Because we're like, we had Howard Chipman working there the past couple of seasons, didn't we? Uh, I just hope, I mean, you, you, like I say, he's had, or are we putting too much emphasis on this uh, fact that he's a Pep Guardiola number two? I think the thing is, you look at his number twos previously, or sort of the people who've come from the so-called school of Pep or whatever people are calling it, <laughs> Arteta, Xavi, Xabi Alonso and company, all of them have gone on and done very well, but... Just because you're a very good coach doesn't always translate to being a very good manager. Look at Steve McLaren, one of the best number twos in the Premier League era. Awful manager. So I do think that you can't just label him because he's Pep's number two. He's going to be a good manager. But whoever we brought in, there was going to be a risk. And I think it's a calculated risk. Jack, I mean, look at Arteta, like, like we say. Will he be given the time? Because let's be honest with you, if Arteta had been at Chelsea, he wouldn't have been given that sort of length of time. Will Will Leicester stick with him if he doesn't like, look like we're going to go straight back up this season? Yeah, like Ant says, you've got to be patient. You've got to be calculated with him. You've got to give him the time that he needs to build this squad and build what he wants at Leicester. And, you know, I think that the Championship's always going to be a difficult task, isn't it? You know, it's not easy now, the Championship. Um, you know, it's not like when we went up in 2013-14, is it, Chris? Do you know what I mean? The Championship's changed. You've seen the likes of Norwich, Watford change managers and that, and it's not worked out. But Watford changed manager every three months, you know what I mean? They've just appointed a new one, so that probably won't end up um, being long before he leaves. Uh, but, yeah, I think with Maresco, you've got to give him time. You've got to be patient with him. It's not going to work overnight, is it, Chris? It's a, it's a long process, and this is something the club have got to take into account. Indeed. And I just want to read out what he said here. 
Uh, it's obvious that City, that the City squad needs an overall. That Marsqueza, Marsqueza, sorry, was willing to discuss it in the open immediately. He referenced the players that want to leave and the need for a big change and a rebuild. Oh my God, that word, a rebuild. No, he's got the Brendan Rodgers book of coaching, hasn't he? Or, or as we like to call it, coaching for dummies. Um, sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, before explaining how he wants Leicester to come across, Seagrave cannot be a holiday home. Anyone turning up and thinking it's a nice, shiny place to do the day job must also know that once inside, hard work is a necessity. Do you think, though, um, and, I mean, yeah, it's a fantastic place. We know that. We could have got, but he got Gareth Pale before he said that because he could have come and played golf. But, look, you know, we know that Rogers was... Whatever he was doing, it was wrong because he was injuring more players, and they were getting injured on the uh, on on the pitch during games. It was, but um, as we say, it's a, I think it's a new like it's a fresh leaf, and it's I think you sort of almost have to put last season to bed now and just move forward. It's like I think Jack said it as well that there'll be a lot of players that move on and a lot of players that don't want to be here. Go like we've got to focus on the players that want to be here and the players that can move us forward. You likes of Sammy Braybrook, you likes of Will Alves. Start putting those towards the first team. They're not there to start week in week out, but like start integrating the young players into the team. Start integrate. Uh, start building around players that want to be at Leicester and but will be there for the sort of foreseeable future. Like I almost. I think we need to almost draw a line in the sand of what's happened last season and like what's happened's happened. You need to move on from it now. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, Jack, I, I said when we moved down to League One that it was probably in a funny way the best thing that could have happened because it gave us the chance to get rid of the deadwood. Um, who knows, if we stayed up, we might have stayed with Holloway and he wasn't necessarily a bad manager. He took Blackpool up the following season. But it just wasn't working for him with the players we'd got. But we were able to literally start afresh. Um, and it almost feels like that. And Leicester, you know, everyone's going to be looking at Leicester. And no disrespect to Southampton and no disrespect to Leeds. We are the club, I think, in that division now that everyone's going to be looking at and going, this is the team we want to be. Yeah, I think Leicester are one of sides. If not the side everyone wants to beat next season. Uh it's a new chapter, Chris. This is in Leicester's um, book now. Um, like we do, like Anne says, you've got to put last season to bed. It's no good dwelling under the Brendan Rodgers era now. It's about Maresca and what Maresca does. Um, but like I say, you know, you want hungry players. You want young talent who's going to come in and give it the best and give 100%. And, you know, like Anne says, these players like, Castagna and that who were focusing on bloody teams like Juventus and Arsenal. That shows the mentality. And that's something that Maresca spoke about, Chris, the mentality side of the game. The, the mentality's got to be right. It's got to be fitting to be at Leicester City, not looking elsewhere and where your bloody next holiday destination is or something like that. Because Seagraves now is not just going to be this elite establishment of training ground. It's going to be a working training ground, not a bloody holiday camp, what bloody Rogers left it as and stuff like that. So I think Maresco, he talks a good game. He wants the best for the club. And yeah, I think he's really excited and I think he's ready to take this challenge on, Chris. Just to counteract that, Ant, I mean, 
can we blame the players? I mean, Castagna didn't go, oh, Juventus, come and come in for me. You know, no. the, the clubs, and it's the same with Soyuncu and, and Madrid. He didn't, well, I don't know what his agent was doing. Of course we don't. But um, do you, um, you, you can't blame them, can you? You can't blame the players for wanting to progress their career and you'll never grudge a player for that. No. But... What annoyed me and what's annoyed me is most of these players have known they've been going since January and they've played like it. Declan Rice has known he's leaving West Ham since about the same period. And he's put absolutely heart and soul into every performance for them. I think mm. that's the difference. Well, and then you see the stories about, um, you know, when we the day that we got relegated against West Ham, a lot of the players like Johnny Evans saying goodbye to people in the dressing room who like instantly after we got relegated already knew they were off. It's like those are the ones that annoy me. And just on the note of Johnny Evans, if we give him a new contract, I think that's an absolute, like, that's purely based on sentimentality. Nothing more. Because last season, we needed our captain and our leader to step up more than ever. When he played, we were worse than when he didn't. We were awful when he didn't play, but we were even worse when he did play. Like, what leadership has he shown last year to warrant a new deal? And it's people saying oh, he's a good figure around the dressing room. Like, so's Harvey Barnes. So's Jewsbury Hall. Like, I'm not hearing it. I'm really, really not hearing it. Um, but with, um, with, I've lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> well, no, with, um, with Johnny Evans, him getting a new contract is purely sentimentality. And if we're going to go off, oh, well, he's good around the dressing room. At what point do you basically become a cheerleader? We might as well get him like a pair of pom-poms. It's like, what is the point? <laughs> you know, just going to give someone a, someone a contract because they're good in the dressing room. It's like, it's a wasted squad place. It really, really is. And what impact has he had on the dressing room this season? The mentality has been absolutely in the floor whilst he's been our captain. I, I can't agree with that because... Everybody was we and for me, Casper as a player, it shot his bolt, to be honest with you. He'd done what he had to do, he was fantastic, he was brilliant. But that season before he left, he was goddamn awful. Say so Dracula came out for more crosses than he did. And Jack, we're all saying, Oh, you know, we miss him, we miss him. Well, yeah, I think we missed him for his leadership, for that experience. Surely that's what Evans brings. Now, I, I agree. I don't say just extend his contract and give him the, you know, you said the other day, I think, um, pay as you play sort of deal because you don't know how often he is going to be fit enough to play. But is he not that experienced voice around the dressing room? Do we not need somebody like that? Um, yeah, we, we need a voice in the dressing room. We need an experienced head in there. Obviously, we've got Vardy in there, haven't we? We've got Albrighton coming back, um, which I'd keep Albrighton this season, to be fair. Uh, but Johnny Evans, you know, you could tell with his his, his body language, in it, Chris? You know what I mean? After the Liverpool game, after the comments that he makes, and then after the West Ham game as well. It's The guy might as well make TV appearances in Holby City because he's that much on a hospital bed that he is on a football pitch. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Johnny Evans, for me, like, like I say, West Brom fan says that he went missing for them when all these injuries all of a sudden occurred. He's all of a sudden now gone and played 94 minutes for bloody Northern Ireland, hasn't he? You know what I mean? So, 
there's got to be something in that that tells you the guy's pissing around, didn't it? Let's be honest. He's, I wouldn't offer him a new contract, to be fair. Let, let's be honest. I'd rather have a, a young up-and-coming player like Suter in defence than someone who's there because it's just experience or, or just there because you need him in the dressing room because of the way he approaches the game. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with Van. I won't give him a new contract, to be fair. I just feel like he wasted. I bet they both said the other night, didn't we, that we would actually get rid of him. Yeah, Paisley playing. Oh, yeah, Paisley playing. But, and if we've got a decent manager that knows what he's doing and knows what he's talking about, do you need that? I mean, they were saying earlier today about a, a, a cricket captain is completely different to a football captain. Because what does a football captain have to do? Sweet FA, if we're honest. Maybe discuss it, you know, with the referee. It's his job to do that, although obviously all the other players get involved as well. So if if the right manager is in situ and has got a good team with him, and I'm, I'm reading Martin O'Neill's biography now, and it's going obviously into a lot of detail about Clough and Taylor. And he said, you know, Taylor was sort of the go-between between Clough and, you know, there was a good bob, cop, bad cop. Do you necessarily need that voice? Uh, I disagree. I think you do need a, a sort of a captain and a leader. You look at Wes Morgan like and Schmeichel. They're both big players and they're big voices. With Johnny Evans, he's never been that. He's always been a sort of lead by example, not lead vocally. And But the example he set this season has put me off completely sort of wanting to see him this uh, stay. And like, if I felt like he was 100% committed, I would say keep him. But Jack alluded to it there, and it's not the first time this has happened. Injured, 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 available for Northern Ireland. Injured, 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 available for Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I say, I, I, I don't want to keep him. I don't think we should you know, give him another contract on ridiculous wages at all. Jack, one of the other things was short pre-season for Marquesa to get his ideas across. Um, it's not a short pre-season compared to last year, is it? Well, you'd want to get as much games as you can in. Um, Northampton's obviously going to be the first one, isn't it? Or it depends if we play someone before that. But yeah, Northampton will be the start of when he'll be in the dugout. Then we'll play Leuven behind closed doors, apparently. Uh because they're coming over to Leicester for three days. So we'll play them. Uh, then we'll go into Bangkok in Singapore and it's play Tottenham in Liverpool. And uh, I don't know, Chris, will, will we have a Tuesday night game when they come back from playing Liverpool at home in a pre-season game? Obviously, that's not been announced yet, but normally that happens. And obviously, people are going to look at the short space of time, aren't they? You know, with the mm. Championship and the Liverpool game, you're not really going to want to stick a a game in between now, are you? But I think something that the club will, because they'll want to play at home in front of the fans, to give the fans the sighting of the players and the new manager and that. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a short pre-season, you could call it, with the numerous number of games, like three, three or four games at the minute. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to, it'll probably affect a few players, you know, like mentally and that, because they'll want to, like people like Vardy, they'll want to play, quite a lot of games, you know, like with his age and that, to like get more fitter for the season. But, and that's what the pre-season games are about, really. It is about fitness, isn't it? You, mm. you don't really learn that much because, let's be honest with you, 
what I'm sure we'll do it again. We've done it for about the past three or four seasons. One one day we have two games at the same time with two different teams, and you know, it, it's. I always thought that was a bit of a joke, to be honest with you. But to me, that the preseason friendlies mean nothing. How often have we seen us have a fantastic preseason and then struggle, and then vice versa as well? It's all about him getting his message over at Seagrave, isn't it? It is, and I do think we'll probably have another closed. Uh, behind closed door friendly at Seagrave like we did against, was it Notts County at the start of this season? Yeah. But I, what I will say is I think pre-season this time is probably slightly more important than it has been for a while because we saw last season the tone was set from day one of C- uh, pre-season of a negative tone of like pretty, of Brendan Rodgers coming out basically throwing his toys out of the pram. Mm. That is what I think needs why I think that it needs to be a positive preseason. We don't need to go and beat everyone and like win two, three nil every game. That's not what I'm saying. But what needs to be is like we need to start to see the patterns of play. We start to see sort of the philosophy that Maresca wants to bring into Leicester. What we don't want to see is sort of you know what we saw with this preseason just gone where like we make a mistake after mistake after mistake. And it was like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's pre-season. I think the standard needs to be set from day one. And as I say, I don't expect us to be going out winning 3-4-0 every game. But I expect yeah. to see us working hard and the principles of uh, what Enzo Mareska is trying to bring being implemented through pre-season. I think, Ant, just to stay with you on that point, yeah, if we lose every single pre-season game, Whilst it's not the end of the world, but it's the way that we're playing, it's the way we're losing our mistakes being made. It's like the mistakes will be made and that's fine. And if it's mistakes like trying to play uh, the way that Enzo Maresca is getting us to play, I think that we will make mistakes this year because he plays so well, or what the expectation is based on what he did at Man City's youth level and obviously being... Uh, Pep's assistant, you can never guarantee it that he's going to tr- implement sort of exactly the same philosophy, and he won't. He, like it's simply not doable with the players we've got compared to Man City. But you've got to expect. Well, we're expecting him to be trying to play a front foot, expansive style of play. Mm. This is where the patience is needed with him because there will be mistakes, there will be frustration, but it's it's short term pain for a long term game is what I'll expect to see it as. But what I'm not willing to see in pre-season and early in sort of get a couple of months into a season is players sort of half-arsing it around the pitch. But if I see players giving 110%, I will, like my, I'm happy to back Enzo Maresca. Yeah. But the, I think that's where the frustration came at the end of last season. And I think from about January onwards, you saw players walking about who could not wait to piss off out of Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jack, the Silver Fox here says um, Evans does not command the respect of the, dress, uh, the dressing room, uh, only on reputation being uh, a nice a Northern Ireland cap. Uh, does Enzo bring that um, respect? I mean, you know, you look at him and he's literally, you know, less than six days after winning the treble, he's walking into Leicester, like obviously winning the treble as part of a coaching team. But what he's achieved as part of that team has got to command respect. And in fairness, if you look at when Brendan Rodgers came in, it was almost on a false reputation. I know I keep going on and on about Scottish football, but 
any one of the three of us could have done what he did at Celtic for the, the for that time. I say no Rangers for half of it. But this guy, what he has achieved this season alone, alongside Pep, I mean, he's got to command some respect, hasn't he? Of course he has. You know what I mean? You, you know, he's been a part of a Man City team what's just won the uh, European Cup. You know what I mean? So you've got to put a lot of respect on his name, Chris. And, uh, you know, he'll want, them, he'll want them players playing attacking-minded football as long as they're winning games and they give it their all. And that's what that's the type of manager he wants to implement, that style of football. Um, he wants to bring the good philosophy. Obviously, a lot of managers talk about philosophy. They use the word hundreds of times, don't they, during the season. But his approach to Leicester, saying they're a big club, they're, they're a Premier League club, that, that shows that he... It shows what he actually thinks about the club. Um, it shows that how much respect he has for Leicester and what he wants to achieve here. And I think that's something Maresco wants to do, Chris, is achieving. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... This building blocks are going to be slow, but hopefully they'll be worth it. It's a slow process. And we're just going to stick by him, Chris. We can't judge him too early on. We, we can only judge him probably at the end of the season and say whether he's done good or not or mm. after Christmas, like bloody all, all fans do, you know what I mean? We can't judge him now and say, oh, he's only been an assistant manager, he's this, he's that, you know what I mean? We've got to give him the give him the chance and just back him. That's all we can do as fans, back the manager and then hopefully it pays off this um, gamble that Leicester City have took. Yeah. Uh, Blowing Bubbles just asking you then, Ant, uh, when is Jeff Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Next on your stream. Uh, I'm not sure. I can send him a message. I'll send him a message straight after this, but Jeff's incredibly busy, but I will try and get him on as soon yeah. as possible. Um, just to go back to you, and with what Jack said there, I mean, a lot of Leicester fans are expecting us to bounce straight back up. We look at what Burnley did. I mean, you know, they went down, they cleared everybody out, virtually brought a new team in, got somebody in that hadn't managed in this country and hadn't managed at a lower level, although you could argue that where he was before was, was about the same, the same level. But will he be given that time? If it doesn't look like we're going to go straight back up, I mean, I would sooner personally, and I know Dan said this, you know, from Turf Morehouse, he said he didn't expect to come straight back up. And if he hadn't, he would have been happy to to have another season and, and make the squad stronger and then come back up the season after. And I think I'm very much pretty much like that, that if it means not coming back up straight away, but then coming back up better, 
then I'm quite happy with that. But do you think the fans will give Enzo time? I think so, but it's all it's very easy to say, yeah, we'll give him time. And uh, mm. if we're losing four five nil every week and looking like we're like an absolutely awful team, then of course you won't. So it's not a it's not a black and white question, is it? It's somewhere in the middle kind of thing. But like you want to give him time, and I think if you can see improvement, you can see progression of players, you can see like you can see us having a go, and you can see. Um, you can see the direction that he wants us to be heading in. And 110%, I think he will be given time. But at the same time, you can't just blindly back someone just because he's a new manager. I mm. think if we say if we're rock, like rock bottom of the championship come Christmas, then you can't just keep backing him. So as m- much as I think it's the correct appointment, it's you back him and you keep backing him until he gives you a reason not to. But I'm not going to sit here and say... Yeah, give him two, three years when we don't know what we're going to get. Is it not a process, Jack, like Arsenal, though? You can't compare. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Arsenal are a different process in the, in the Mikel Arteta, Chris. Maresca is a different manager to Arteta. You know, they're two different people. They might have gone under the best manager in Europe, in Guardiola, but they're two different people who play two different styles of football, I reckon. Um, you know, He's a man, I feel, of his word, Maresco, and I agree, I agree with Ant. Like, if you're rock bottom in the bloody championship at Christmas, then, you know, you, you back him in enough to not to, do you get what I mean, um, if things ain't going right with him. But, yeah, I think Maresco, he's going he's gonna to find this approach of wanting to win things at Leicester, and that's the mentality he's got. He's a, he's a, he's a winner, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Uh, He'll want to win things at Leicester and prove that he, he can do the job, even though he's going to have a lot of critics to take on. Even Gallon Balagay, the um, Spanish reporter from Sky, he's like full big fan of um, Enzo Moresco. He's talked quite highly of him, so I'm sure we'll see him at the King Power Stadium quite a lot this season. Well, it's- funny you should funny you should say that, because my next <laughs> thing I was good up on here. Um, if you can't, if you've got a camera here, have you? Uh, well, Umberleg, oh, I cannot pronounce these names. Uh, is well connected with football, good knowledge of Enzo's coaching style. He's praised it as appointment. Uh, he likes his teams to dominate, to be energetic, to receive mm-hmm. early. Um, he wrote on Twitter, playing well is important. He doesn't forget fans are part of the proceedings, they need to go, uh, go home proud of the team. I mean, if that's if that's the attitude he's got, Ant, then let you know. <laughs> want to kiss his feet now? <laughs> the thing is, he's talking very well, isn't he? And like, I like everything I've heard from him so far. But if we've learned anything from Brendan Rodgers, talk is cheap. It's like what we see on the pitch. Yeah. And I want to ask you, going back to what was said before about um, how you know, do we how long we stick with him, etc., etc. Dean Smith sat by Norwich when they were fifth. And I don't think they'd only played about 12 games, was it, or something like that. Surely if we are in fifth place after 12 games, we will be sticking with him. 100%. 100%. Unless it goes catastrophically wrong, and by that I mean sort of it flirting with relegation in the Championship, he needs to be given time. He needs to be given time to build uh, build what he wants to build. But at the same time, you can't give someone a hundred percent job security because, no. as we know, football isn't like that. But 
he needs to be given time, he needs to be given funds, and he needs to be given patience. Yes, yes. We are going to have a look at um, some possible number twos. We don't know who he's going to be bringing in with him. Uh, the Mercury have made some interesting or given me some interesting options uh, to talk about. And we'll do that straight after this. The Premier League. That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. Premier League, who cares about it? You're at that's all. It's all about money. That is this proper football we're playing now, isn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with you for the first one. Uh I mean I'd, I'd love to see him back. Uh Cambiasso Ant. He's done his coaching badges, hasn't he? Obviously yeah. there's the question marks about his relationship with Vardy, but like People won't like this, but Vardy's probably got one year left maximum. So I don't think that's enough of a reason not to have him back. But again, it's an unknown quantity, isn't it? So it's interesting to see for sure. What it won't be is Craig Shakespeare and John Terry from like the statement no. by the club last night. So... At the moment, it's just a name and it's a feel-good fact of, obviously, the fact it is Cambiasso and the links that he's got with the club. But you could say you could say any bloke with their coaching licence for as far as I'm I'm concerned and you just, you don't know if they're going to be brilliant or they're going to be awful. So it is a risk. It's a risk, whoever we get in. But same with Enzo, as with Enzo Maresco. You've just got to back whoever comes in and the coaching team behind them. Yeah, I am going to be really appear really really stupid here. What happened between him and Vardy? Uh, if you look in Vardy's book, I can't, I can't remember exactly uh, how it was worded, but Vardy and him didn't see eye to eye, and I'm not like if someone in the chat will be able to give you much more detail on it, but yeah. I don't think they got on particularly well. I, I didn't really take much. You know, I didn't really read Vardy's book because I didn't want to be bothered with colouring in the pictures to be honest with you but anyway <laughs> Jack Cambiasso apparently um, was reported or was reportedly uh, consulted on the appointment of Enzo because he maintains a good relationship with the club hierarchy uh, Enzio and Esteban both retired from playing in 17 and studied for their coaching badges together in Italy uh, can be asked to be linked with a couple of assistant manager roles in recent years, but is currently out of work. Yeah, can be asked to be fantastic, isn't it? You know what I mean? Man's won the Champions League. Man knows his stuff. Man's football knowledge is second to none. Uh, can be asked, I think he'd be welcomed with open arms at Leicester City, Chris, to be honest, is he? He's a legend of the club. He's magic, you know, and... Uh, yeah, the, the guy's fantastic, and I think he'd do great as um, Enzo's number two. Obviously, they know each other well. Um, Cambiasso knows the club, and um, that would be an appointment that the fans would want to see. It'd be like Dr. Evil and Mini-Me on the touchline, didn't it, for uh, <laughs> Leicester with them pair. But no, them two would be good. Um, but like Anne says, you've got to back whoever he brings in. So it'd be a surprise to who he actually brings in. Cambiasso's been mentioned. Obviously, because of the links for Leicester and that, but yeah, we'll just see who his number two actually is, Chris. It might be someone from like the guy from is it Palmer? Is it 
Well, I was going to go through a couple of other, other names here. Um, I don't know if you know these at all. Um, and the first one, I'll come to you, Roberto Vitilio. Oh, yeah, I know him like the back of my hand, but just for everyone else. You play FIFA and everybody that plays FIFA. Just for everyone else in the chat. This guy's really good on FIFA. I don't want to show off and and, boast my football knowledge. So, Chris, if you could just let everyone know who and what he is. Obviously, I do know myself. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to steal your thunder. You are the guest, Anthony. You know, and you were saying that before you came live, you were whipping to... Young boys' asses on FIFA. I think it was on FIFA, you said. I don't know. Uh, but you know, look, apparently he's one of the more likely candidates. The 40-year-old was assistant manager to Marquesa at Palmer in 2021, uh, with the duo dismissed from their roles on the same day. Uh, they also played together at Palmeiro between 14 and 16, and with Vitello in the back line and Enzo ahead of him in midfield. The former right-back who also played in central defence Spent most of his playing career in Surrey, Surrey B. Of course, you knew that, though, didn't you? Yeah, of course. But I was just testing you on your knowledge. You like to be the quiz master. I thought I'd change change the roles. <laughs> I don't mind. I've got it written down here. I can just read it off the but, screen. Of course, I obviously did know the fact that he was his number two before and he's worked with him many times. But it, it was glad. I'm glad that you obviously filled us in on that knowledge. <laughs> but, well, right, let, Jack, let me come to you. <laughs> no, seriously, the the fact that they both and the fact that they both worked together before, they've yeah. got a relationship and they played together, so they have got that relationship, haven't they? Yeah, they've got that, but it didn't work out from it, Palmer, did it? With it, the fourteen games that they were together, um, the fourteen you know, games, you know, yeah, it's one like one fourteen, it? Yeah, so sometimes, Chris, you know. It works out at clubs with them with two people who know each other together. You know, sometimes it works out at one club. Sometimes it don't work out in another club. But then sometimes it, you know, you never know. It could work out at Leicester. So, you know, what's to say it ain't gonna work out? But yeah, I guess he'd be. He's obviously gonna be one mentioned, isn't he? Because he's obviously worked with Maresca before, and uh, obviously they're well known together. So it's an idea of who Maresca wants, isn't it? So yeah, I'll be surprised. Well, you're not going to get away that lightly, Jackson. I'm going to come to you now. Oh, uh, first of all, the question is, first of all, do you play FIFA? <laughs> secondly, uh, the second one that was linked, well, you see, if you don't, it's like going on, have I got news for you? You know, you should do your preparation, folks. Danny Walker. <laughs> yeah, okay, quiet. <laughs> let, let me tell you and see if you agree with this, Jack. Uh, apparently, he's another young coach. I'm dreading going back to Anne. Another young coach was worked with Marquesa. A first team role at Leicester would be a big step up for Walker. The Englishman was Marquesa's assistant at Manchester City under 21s in yep. uh, 20 to 21. The yeah, pair yeah, worked well together as a young squad, young squad, won Premier League two. Walker yep. has since moved for Man City and is now the under-21 boss at Peterborough. Good God. Uh, <laughs> he does not yet have any senior coaching experience, but knows Marquesa and worked with him to great success. Um, and not for me, I don't know about you, or am I being unfair, Jack? Tells you a lot, doesn't it? They ain't got experience at senior level, Chris. You know, you, you want somebody as an assistant who knows the game like the back of their hand, and it's someone who's experienced enough to be in the game and 
knows the whole game of football and has good knowledge of it. Not somebody who ain't had senior experience and that. Because bringing somebody like that in, it's just like, oh, Enzo Maresca could be like, oh, what do I do here? Then he's like, well, I don't know. I've never been in the position before. You need somebody as a number two who, who's been in them positions before, whether it's good, whether it's bad or... In the middle, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like you say, is he at Peterborough, is it? Yeah. Is he coaching at Peterborough? Yeah, under 21 at Peterborough. Obviously, I know he worked at Man City with Maresca because they won the Premier League too. Uh, They battered Leicester twice in the season when them two worked together. So, yeah, I think one of them was 4-0, I think. One of the results. So the, they have got backhander over Leicester, haven't they? Then, there, you know, they've got a bit mm. of a figure against Leicester. So yeah. they got, hopefully they can bring it out of the championship for Leicester and not against us, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew says here as well uh, you don't need an assistant when you've got Pep on speed dial. No. Um, Just read Pep. <laughs> yeah. And dare I ask you about this? Carlos Vincent's. Who? Who? Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I'm glad I've had you two. I thought I'd have you two on for your expert knowledge. <laughs> Just how wrong I was. I know, in fairness, no, I jest, you know that. Vincent's may be the most uh, ambitious potential target on the list, but he could still be tempted by a move to Leicester. 40 year old Spaniard is a member of Pep Guardiola's staff at Manchester City and is one of his assistants currently responsible for set pieces. Whatever happened to our set piece coach? Did he go? He's still here. Are you sure? Are you sure? And then looking at some of those games, I wonder. To be fair, when was the last time we conceded from a set piece? When did we last do anything with a set piece? Was it a Tottenham game? The thing is, though, like from a set piece at home. Say that again, Jack. Sorry, it might have been the Tottenham game at home when they scored from that corner. I think so. But before that, we were conceding at least one per game in the like before he came in, like. At least yeah. we're not conceding every corner from set pieces. I know we create nothing from them, but that's because oh. we have too many little players in the box against big players. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. That's an easy, that's an easy cop out. Like you look, Harry. Oh, oh hey, Matt, the last game of the season, Wild Face scored from a set piece, didn't he? Oh, they are then. When you pick up players in the championship. You see, all right, you 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 just shot me down, Ant. Carry on about Carlos Vincent. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so as you were saying, he's 40 years old. I think he was in Man City, working at Man City. You say no fucking age. 21's assistant or something like that. You no fucking He was actually, when when Enzo was looking after the 21s, this guy was looking after the under-18s. Uh and they won the under-18s Premier League as well. So, yeah, he's been, um, oh, God, bit, 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 you know. Is he is the long-haired fella, Chris? Sorry? Is he the long-haired fella at Man City? Oh, the f- one who was pictured with Benzo Maresco in a photo. There was a I don't with know. Long if hair. he is, he's, he's the only one with any hair, isn't he? Let's no, be that's Harland, <laughs> mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was he a bit tall, this guy in blonde? <laughs> I still never got over Harlem when he took his when he took his band off in that game and he was doing all that with his head. You know. what, what's the advert? You know, we're on the you're worth it, the L'Oreal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it looked like that, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, well, look, I mean, that was that was a good exercise to do, wasn't it? You know. <laughs> yeah, even though we didn't get up for it, Chris. 
<laughs> Maybe next time I'll send you the memo, not just about the striped shirt, but about what we're going to talk about as well. Look, I'm going to come to both of you with this one, but we'll start with uh, Jack first. Um, Lester for Life says, thoughts on Rudkin. Now, I had um, I had Rob Tanner on the other day. Yeah. I've got to say, he was he was quite fair about Rudkin. I mean, you know, Rudkin was in place when we were having success. Mm. Is it that bad or is he just, I mean, how involved is he in the transfers? Just surely he just does the negotiations wage wise. No, and he's, he's got budgets to work to. He's the man that does all the transfer business and that behind the scenes. Um, I don't feel he's the director of football, Chris, to be honest. I mean, he's better doing what he used to do, isn't it? You know, like the academy and stuff like that. You know, you're giving a man a job what he's not comfortable doing and I think that's broken. You know, he, he hasn't got that knowledge of director of football, you know what I mean? He, he was never in that position before. He's had to go from academy to bloody business work, innit? You know what I mean? So, it's two different jobs, innit? You know what I mean? But, yeah, I don't know. A lot of blame is on Rookin regarding things like with Brendan and that and he, he was busy mates with Brendan and he wanted to keep Brendan till the end of the season but Rookin and Whelan have got to take responsibility for Leicester's downfall Chris do you know what I mean they, they, they're the ones who top trust to run the club when he's not when he's in Thailand did it you know what I mean and they've let him down massively and I think that's something that Rookin and Whelan have got to look at with this you know this season review thing what they're supposed to have been doing. I don't know what they've been doing at the bloody Seagrave training ground and sitting around the table. I don't know what's been said, but yeah, Rookin's Rookin's kind of like destroyed Leicester in it a bit. And would you agree with that? I mean, is he all that bad? He is a hard one. I don't he's like last year he like letting Roger stay in post for as long as he did. Is absolutely ridiculous. But then mm-hmm. everyone blames it on Rudkin, but it wasn't Rudkin keeping in post. It's very easy to say Rudkin X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z, but it's like we don't actually know how much he's got his sort of like what he's actually doing. Like, and I'm going to sit firmly on the fence here. Like, it's, I don't think he's got as much of a say in transfers as people make out in terms of the fact we've brought in a new head scout in Martin Glover and all three of those signings in January were named Glover signings. That wasn't Rudkin, supposedly, if you believe like the like the reliable journalist. What he has done, which is unacceptable, is our wage bill. Yeah. That is unacceptable. Exactly so, that. Like, surely, just... whatever Rudkin does... I mean, and I, I don't get me wrong, I, I was very vocal in coming out in blaming Rudkin and Whelan for letting top down. Uh, like Jack said, I was very much on that side of the fence. But then when you speak to somebody like Rob Tannen, he, he, he makes you stop and think, he's going to think, hmm. I mean, he, we don't know that he wasn't going to top and going, top, it's all going up, chit up here. You need yeah. to, you know, we need to get rid of him. And top is turning around and saying, yeah, but I didn't, couldn't give him any money in the summer. And look what he's done for us in the past. Now, I want to stick with him a bit longer. We will never know that, will it's we? It's the media, isn't it? What they speculate yeah. what they put and, out and there as well. It's what guys like us as well, in fairness, you yeah. know. Um, uh, yes, I do, Scott. So just keep banning him. Like, sorry, just a side chat, Scott. Like I say, as a mod, just click on his name. If it says if it's bit in any form, 
that's just banned straight away. But you can always click on the other ones if they're new and you don't recognize them. And if it says that, and then you go, say it shows you, click on it, the name brings up their channel uh, as an option, check it out, click on um, about. And if it says the channel's been formed today, ban them, even if it's not called Bit, because it will be him under another name. Sorry, but yeah, so we, and, and it was Rudkin that was there during the good times, wasn't it? You know, he was the one that, and he, I do feel he, and I've criticised as much as every other fan, but he doesn't seem to get praise when he gets it right, but he gets the shit when he gets it, you know, and it then goes wrong. It's that's like an easy target, and That's the territory of director of football, it sort of comes yeah. from territory, but what I will say is my opinion on him has changed massively this year because of Rogers should have gone. Uh, I think Rogers should have gone a lot earlier and I've been very vocal about that. But then you hear people like Rob Tanner talking and Rob Tanner knows his stuff. Yeah. Saying that it might like Rodkin was very much on that sort of wavelength for the longest time. It's like, we don't know what goes on. So it's, it's very easy to go Rodkin out on all of this, but I would like to sort of know a lot more of what's going on before I do. But he, like, I think he's massively under the microscope and will be scrutinised now because of a wage bill. But from what Rob Tanner's saying about Rodkin was the one sort of pushing for Rogers to go, I don't, but it's like, that just, is that like PR, PR spin to keep face? Because the club knows that 90% of the fans wanted Rogers to go a lot earlier. So mm. saying uh, Rodkin was pushing for that it's like very easy to say after after the fact yeah it, it, it is i guess but it's a weird one because like i said i think the blame does have to be split very equally across uh, across a lot of places um i mean and i've got to come back i'm going to say this one to you we had and I haven't got any other other assistants to quote at you but you were a big uh, a big Sean Dyche fan uh, who would you sooner have had here now, Sean Dyche or Enzo? I'm not a big Sean Dyche fan to start with. Yes, you are. No, 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 no. He's your poster boy. If you turn your camera around, you've got a huge picture of him on the wall. You admit. No, what I would. Sean Dyche is a brilliant firefighter of a manager, and if we'd got Sean Dyche in, we would have stayed up, and I don't. I stand by that. And over time, he would have been a brilliant appointment. For the situation we're in, I think we've got the best ma- best possible manager. It's a risk. It's a calculated risk, though. But with yeah. Sean Dyche, he's brilliant at what he does. Makes teams hard to beat, keeps them up. And like the thing is, Everton, I don't think you're going to massively fly up the league with Sean Dyche, but mm. they won't get relegated. I think with Enzo, we don't know. We just don't know. Like... And I think it's a risk with a higher potential reward, but it's a calculated risk, which is what we needed to take. Oh, yes. And it's an exciting risk. That's it. Uh, And as I'm sat here now, I'm going to say I'm more excited looking at the prospect of us having just appointed Enzo than had it been Scott Parker. I'd have, been, I'd have taken Dean Smith again, or or Gerard, or or like you say, um, Sean Dyche. Um, I want to I want to bring a point in that Mighty Mag had earlier. Obviously, he, he's interested. Hi guys, can you see Madison seeing out his contract with you guys? Uh, I've got to say, I want to read this out because 
This is, again, it's from Leicestershire Live. James Madison makes Leicester City and England admission admit, admit transfer talk. Um, let me just see what his quote is here. Uh, he says he, he wants to focus on playing for England and he's going to keep his blinkers on on that. I mean, I'm, I must admit, Jack, watching him play last season, I thought he had his blinkers on all the time because he didn't know how to pass the ball, <laughs> let alone pass win. Uh, and, he, you know, we know, I, know, I call him a show pony and they do like wearing blinkers. I mean, he's not going to stay with us. I don't want him to stay with us, to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish him bad like I've, I've wished Tielemans or Canty when they left, but we've, we've got to sell him. But I would say to Newcastle and to Spurs, don't do an Arsenal. If you want him, just come and put a decent price on the table. Yeah, that's something they've got to do, isn't it? Obviously, every club, like, when they're on international duty, are like, oh, yeah, we're going to focus on internationals. And, they, you know, you know, I'm sure they read the media and what everyone's saying, you know. It, that's how it works. They they always comment, oh, I don't read it, but they do. Um, obviously, when you go to, like, England camp and that, you've got the likes of Callum Wilson there, aren't you, and uh, Kevin Trippier and good. players like that. And... Who are gonna like talk to Madison about Newcastle in it? It's all gonna come off. Of course it is, you know. They always say it's a laugh and that, but you know they're being serious about it in wanting a move there with Wilson and uh, Trippier. But Madison will leave this summer. I'm expecting him to leave to be fair. Um I don't think we can afford to keep increasing the championship if he did want to stay. We obviously need this rebuild's only gonna work based on how much we actually sell the players they're actually wanting to leave for, like Castagna, Madison, Barnes, all them. Uh, but yeah, Madison, yeah, Spurs and Newcastle are interested, aren't they? They are in the race to sign him. Uh, Madison wants Champions League football, uh, which Newcastle have obviously got. And uh, yes, it's it's one that you want to keep a close eye on, but you would wish him all the best if he does leave the football club. Um He's had more good seasons than a bad season, to be honest, Madison. Uh, he might be one of them who you'd say don't turn up for the big for the big games or when things get tough. But how many other players do that? You know what I mean. But on his day, Madison's a cracking player and uh, he's one of our best players, Chris. And uh, his stats don't lie at Leicester. He's been he's been a successful player. And would you agree with that? We we don't we don't want to keep him, do we? And I'm, I'm saying that because. Um, I don't think he's the sort of player we need to sort of get us out. And I know he's played in this division, blah, blah, blah. But we need to cash in on him, don't we? We need. To, he won't be here next season. So, like, it's if, but maybe he's if, whether he would stay or not. Like, he's not He's not going to be here. And ultimately, for me, I don't think... I think as soon as the international duty is finished, I think... Uh, um, be gone. I think that it will get wrapped up within a week. For yeah. me, good luck to him. As I say, like he's been a good player for us for the majority of the times he's been here. I can't help feeling, though, since after he got that England call-up, I believe it was January time, February, but it felt like he was working so hard towards a goal and he was so motivated. He got in the England squad and got in the England team. And you know when you achieve something that you've been working towards and working towards, yeah. that motivation level crashes? I almost felt like that with him. But... It's also like his numbers are a bit misleading. Like everyone says about his goals and assists. How many of those have been when we're 5-1 down in a game, 5-2 down in a game? 
and like consolations. He scored a few big goals and got a few big assists for us this season, but a lot of them have been stat pad where we're completely out of games, which again, you can argue is not his fault, the fact we're leaking behind. But mm. at the same time, it's like show up before we're losing games. But as I say, good luck to him. Get the best feed possible. We move on. He moves on. Yes. Jack, whatever happens, though, we've got to do it quickly. Like you say, it should happen probably when the international games are over. But we can't be arsing about and holding on to him. And, you know, Leicester have got to be pragmatic here. Let's say we want 50 million. And I'm just plucking figures out. So don't, you know, don't start arguing in the chat saying, oh, it's worth 70. I'm using it as an example. Let's say we want 50 million and say Newcastle come in with 30. Then, yeah, I agree. No, you're not going to get it. If we're asking 50 and they come in with 45, let's not ask about and drag it out and drag it out, which gives us less time to spend that money and less time to get other players in. For the sake of 5 million, we've fucking just lost 40 million on Tielemans. What's 5 million? Let's, let's just, just take it and get it sorted quickly so we can move on. Yeah, we've lost 100 odd million on players who's left on free transfers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We've lost yeah. a lot of money. You know, that that's that's down to the board and that as well, isn't it, for not getting the contracts and that sorted with these players and allowing things like that to happen. Obviously, we bring it back to that comment, what we're made before, with it's not one person's fault. It's not just Rockin's fault. It's not Whelan's fault. It's, you know, they've all got to take blame, a share of the blame, the players, Brendan and all that, you know, it's, they've all got to take blame. But regarding transfers and that, Chris, we've got to find the right price for Madison. We don't want to feel ripped off or hard done by. I mean, mm. Barnes, Barnes, with Barnes, Barnes is the same. You know, we're not going to get a bloody £70 million for him, are we? Let's be honest. You might as well get 70 p for him. Uh, <laughs> that's what some fans <laughs> will say. But, yeah, you've got to find the right price. I think when the internationals is done, then this is when the ball's going to be rolling. Obviously, Barnes doesn't play for England, does he? So... I think it'd be a more approachable one from West Ham or Aston Villa or whoever wants him to make that deal happen. But with Madison, they've got to wait until the end of the international break for that to happen. I agree with Anthony. It's only going to take about a week or so to stroke the deal with Madison. He is going to leave Leicester City. We're expecting him to. And uh, quite a lot of the big players are going to leave. It's like we talk about what fast. There was a report we were talking about the other day, wasn't it, Chris, about Wart Fast that yeah. Belgians FA have said to Wart Fast, you're only going to play through the international team if you leave Leicester City. And that's that's something that the players have got to consider as well, haven't they? The international level, like Castagna and players like that, they've got to go to reasonable clubs to get picked for these international duties week in, month by month. So that's something that we've got to keep... Um, on as well, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer. Who's going to be told? We don't know, but hopefully, yeah. we can bring in the right players to replace these players. And most, of them by the, most of them, by the look of it. Uh, last question here for you, Ant. Um, who do you want as assistant manager? No, no, joking apart. Oh, <laughs> Tony said this, it's a good point actually. All managers are a risk, yours is less so as you can get Manchester City loans at mates' rates. Uh, he will also know the best ones to get. Do you see a lot of that happening? Do you see us taking a, a lot of, of loans? Uh, or do you think we need something a bit more permanent and stable? 
I think we'll sign a lot of players permanently, but I wouldn't surprise me if we added one or two loans on top of that. But can I just go back to, you know, there was a comment about the Norwich sell-on clause. I was yeah. reading a lot about this. It's not actually like, so say the fee is 45 million, just as a ballpark figure. It's not, we don't have a sell-on fee for 45 million. It's just a sell-on, 15% sell-on fee on profit made of whatever we brought in from to Norwich. I can't remember the exact transfer uh, fee. 20, 24 million. Yeah, so it's a um, profit. So it's fifteen percent uh, of the difference. So with thirty-six million, you're probably they're probably going to get about just over ten million pound, aren't they? Not quite. Yeah, if we sell it for thirty-six, and we bought it for twenty-four. Let's say that. Let's say we make twelve million. They would get fifteen percent of the twelve million, wouldn't they? That's what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, look, only time will tell. Um, it's going to be. It's made it more interesting. Uh, and I must admit, I, I'm, I am walking around with a smile on my face. Uh, come back, <laughs> Bad come time, back. Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, come back to me in December and see if I've still got it, <laughs> guys. Even though you haven't done your homework, thanks very much for joining me and coming in. And uh, give a big shout out as to uh, where people can find you. Uh, so, Ants Leicester fan channel. I'm about thirty subs away from four K. So, any help getting over the line will be massively appreciated. Brilliant. Uh, and look, guys, get over there. Help him out. Hey, look at that display. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> needs, he needs some money. He needs some money. <laughs> if, if nothing else, just to buy some uh, after sun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry for enjoying the weather. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> 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 what you know, what we don't know is that I mean he basically did you ever watch that Friends episode? You'll just go brown in one part and the rest of you is all white. <laughs> it's only from the neck upwards that he's red, guys. Um Jack, do the same. Where can people find you? Um go and find us at the final whistle. We cover all things Leicester City and we'll do quite a lot of championship content over the next couple of weeks. So yeah, go and subscribe, go and go and share the content as well. Go and enjoy it. Uh we do it on a weekly basis, so yeah, go, go yeah. over and check it out. Brilliant, check it. Yeah, check it. I mean, all all list of channels. Most of us get on. One or two of us don't, but we know who they are. But guys, thanks a lot for having me on. <laughs> oh, Chris, what? Just to give yourself an old mate. No, 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 no. I don't. You know me. I don't care. I'll say it. You know, <laughs> it's funny. I've you know since I've done this, I've never heard from them. But hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> their loss not mine but look guys thanks so very much both of you for coming on really do appreciate it you're going to have to do championship stuff Jack because that's where we are now but, it's, what it is, Chris. it's where the proper football is 3 o'clock kickoffs on Saturdays no VAR under the lights, mate. yeah exactly it's going to be like the good old days but uh, take Blim care guys Blim thanks Blim so much both of you for coming in and uh, we'll speak again soon take care Cheers to both of them. Their, their details, don't forget that if you missed the links, they are on the YouTube uh, description below if you're on YouTube. Uh, and please subscribe to this channel as well. Smash the likes and click that notification bell. And if you have an odd £1.99 a month, don't give it to charity. 
<laughs> give it to me. I want your money. What was it Bob Geldof said? Give me the money. Now, for one ninety nine, uh, you become a member, um, a loyalty. We know Bits a member, but that's another type of member. Uh, loyalty badges and emojis, apparently. You get shout-outs, exclusive YouTube posts. All the posts on YouTube are just for members now. Uh, you'll get the quiz, uh, Who Am I?, that is on YouTube. That's just for members only as well. And next season, we're going to be doing some member-only shows and guest slots on the shows. All you've got to do is let me know you want to come on. And after after a period, you will get discounted merchandise uh, um, on um, Leicester Till I Die stuff. I'm just too generous to you all, aren't I? There we go. Just one ninety nine of your good old English pounds. And let's have a look and just have a, look. a few other things just to mention. If you like dad jokes, if you like all that sort of nicey and smashy DJs, check out Surrey Hills Radio from the 3rd of July every day, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. till 10 o'clock. Uh, it's me, the Quiddly Cornflake, bringing you the breakfast show. Do tune in via smart speaker or Tinternet. And don't forget our sister channel, uh, the Less Little I Die TV, the quiz channel is live now. If you did subscribe to Brad, Top 10 Battles, you automatically will be subscribed over to him uh, on that. But if you like your quizzes, we're doing one here, which is the Big Fat Leicester quiz. That is the only quiz General quizzes and for general football quizzes for all of the teams will now be available on the sister channel. Um, and Brad is going to be coming on possibly next Tuesday, but we might have a special guest to talk about a certain game from not so many years ago in the Premier League on Tuesday. So that might be moved around, but uh, we will find out. But guys, thanks to everybody. Thanks to, 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 to Ant. Uh, I'll send him the links next time so he knows what he's talking about when he's coming on. And I'm only saying that because I can still, still see he's still in the green room. He's going to batter me when I come off, I'll tell you. Mind you, it looks like he's been battered with that face, doesn't it? But thanks to them both for coming on. Really do appreciate it. Uh, I say the, the descriptions are in the, the chat. Uh, we'll be back on Monday night at 7.15, and we'll be doing uh, England versus North Macedonia watch-along. Thanks to everybody who was in the chat for being in um and look you see bit now is to pretending to be ants leicester fan channel bit you're a wanker and i think you said you're a nottingham forest fan i'll tell you what mate they deserve wankers like you um so uh that's that's him gone thanks to everybody else that was in everybody saying it was a great show appreciate that like i said don't forget to like the video subscribe and click that notification bell this has been ltid tv i've been chris this is Arnie. See you Monday night. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.